We thank God so much for this morning. This is a new day. I just want, on behalf of World Outreach Ministry Foundation, to thank you for teaming up with Jesus and teaming up with us to change Africa, kick the devil out of Africa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Teamwork makes the dream work. And please don't let the Holy Spirit and God change the nations without you. Say amen. amen. So thank you very much for allowing yourself to be used of the Holy Spirit to minister and to change Africa. May God richly bless you. I have a scripture for us to share by the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 10. It's a longer chapter, so I'm not going to read all of it. I'll read a few, and then we'll see what the Holy Spirit has in store for us. Acts of Apostles, chapter 10, starting from verse 1. At Sicilia, there was a man named Conorius, a centurion, in what was known as the Tyrian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Honorius. Honorius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. Angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simeon, who is called Peter, he is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Honorius called two of his servants and devout soldier, who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meals were being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a larger sheet being let down to eat by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill it. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back. 17, while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the man sent by Conorius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. Well, Peter was still thinking about the vision. The Spirit of God said to him, Simon Freeman are looking for you. So get up, go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went downstairs and said to the men, I am the one you are looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, we have come from Conorius, the centurion, so because of the time, let's skip that. Let's go to, to verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. Now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepting men from every nation who fears and does what is right. 
You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. Verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Because of time, let's go to 44. While Peter was still speaking this words, the Holy Spirit came on all who had the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished because the Holy Spirit had been given to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, don't think about it. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, don't think about it for a whole year. Move and do it. Here we have seen a story of a family that was a lost family of Conorius. He did not know salvation. Lost, but radical, religious family. Giving and praying. To, who, to what God, I don't know. We'll find out when we go to heaven. Make sure you ask Conorius, what God were you praying to? But he was lost. But the good thing he was doing, he was giving. And God is so he's committed, but he was lacking salvation. Today the whole world is calling upon false gods. They are praying to the moon, others are praying to the sun, others are committed to witchcraft, others are lost in their churches. Yeah. They are sinners, but they go to church more than us who are born again. They pray more than us, but they are praying to the dead God. So God looked at the commitment and devoted man and his whole family, a leader, and he said, I need this man. He's a good giver, religious radical, but he's lost. And he spoke to him. Nations are waiting for the church. The lost are waiting for the church. Yeah. And God's grace spoke to Conorius, a lost father, and said, send it to Joppa. There is a, young, there is a man called Simon Peter. He's visiting Simon the Tanner by the sea. I think he was by the sea having a suntan. <laughs> Enjoying. God knows where you are. Yeah. And he wants you to go and do his work. Yeah. So Peter, maybe he's at the vacation by the sea. Maybe the Hawaii of those days is having a suntan. Maybe at the beach of Florida here, Pensacola somewhere. And the Holy Spirit stirred his heart. Get out of the beach, go pray. Yeah. You will never know the voice of God if you don't pray. Say amen. amen. God wants to reveal to you what he wants to do through you. Yeah. And what he wants to do for you. So Peter walk away from the beach. He goes to the prayer room and he starts praying. And whenever you start to pray and fast, the first thing the flesh wants does not, the flesh does not want you to pray. The flesh does not want you to fast. 
the flesh does not want you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He only wants you to hear his voice, the voices, the voice of the box. Give me food. Give me this. Give me this. Hallelujah. So the Bible says the man is upstairs praying, Rambasatara is praying, but the flesh, he had the people downstairs serving food. And he became hungry. He wants to eat something. But he said, devil, you flesh, you are not the ruler. My spirit and the Holy Spirit is the Lord of this body. He continued praying, Rabba, Kasata, Kasara, and heaven opened. Every one of us want heaven open, but we don't want to pay the cost. Everyone wants to see heaven open in our homes. Everyone wants to see open heaven in our lives. But do you pay the cost? The man remained in a prayer room, praying. Heaven opened, and he heard the voice of God. Everyone wants, when am I going to hear God speaks? Pay the cost. Go in the prayer room, say Amen. So the man had the voice of God say, he saw a vision. And God said, kill and eat. He said, no, I'm a Jew. We don't eat that. I've never done that. When you hear the voice of God, voice of God can help you to break all the tradition, all the religious radical spirits. And you move to take a new territory for God. Right. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, Peter as he was thinking, you know, many of us, you will feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you, say, go pray for him. You say, pray for him? No. Give him that. No. So when, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you always refuse. So here the Bible says, Peter has seen the vision. He started to, the first verse 17 says, while Peter was still wondering about the vision. Verse 18 and 19 say, while Peter was still thinking about the vision. Many of us, we know what God wants us to do, but we are thinking. <laughs> Stop thinking, God do it. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. People have been thinking about the will of God and what God is telling them to do until they end up in nothing home and they cannot do anything again. When I was going to Seattle Bible College, I used to go to nursing home, retirement home to, to, to preach the gospel. It's amazing you find some people there, very old, your will, they, them in the chair, I push them and you talk, I'm Stephen Mayandi, a missionary from Uganda. Oh, when I was a younger man, when I was a younger lady, God spoke to me to go on a mission. And I never did. So you are still, you are now in the wheelchair, you can't walk, you are thinking too late. Too late. So the Bible says, Peter was thinking about it. And the Lord of God, the Holy Spirit said, stop thinking. Go downstairs. Three men are looking for you. 
There is another statement. Don't hesitate to go with them. You see, the enemy used to free weapons, excuses, fear, and hesitating. Not me. Not now. Let the pastor do that. Let so and so do it. God wants to use you. God is looking for co-workers. God is looking for people to use now, not tomorrow. God wants to heal people through you. Say amen. amen. Can four people please come here? Four people quickly. God is looking for people to use. God is looking for people to change the world. Yeah, four people. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's your name? George. Now, this is George. Now, before you get born again, you are, okay, this is George. He's living in this box. Each one of you are living in the box. Peter called it a tent. I call it a box. So before you get Jesus in you, it is you alone in your box. The day you get saved, hallelujah, Jesus come into your life. How many are you now in the box? Two. And Jesus fill you with the holy. How many are in the box? And then the, the Father Almighty also come in. How many are in the box? Put your hand on this box. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, can you start to move? Move this way. You see, when you move, you are a dangerous team. You are not alone. So here is George. Plus Jesus. Plus the Holy Spirit. Plus the Father. God is sending Peter to Cornelius' house. Not alone. So wherever God sends you, he's with you. Say amen. amen. The devil tells you you are alone. You are not alone. I'm here to tell you today. You are not alone. In that box, the devil scare you that you are alone. You are full of Jesus. You are full of the Holy Spirit. The Father is in there. When you move, the whole heaven move. When you lay hands, I mean, if I am sick, George, lay hands on me. It's not George. George plus the Holy Spirit plus Jesus plus the Father. How can the devil stand this presence? Yes. Yes. So when God said, George, go to Ghana, move. You see who moves in Ghana? When God said, George, go to Conorius' house, move. <laughs> Hallelujah. I rebuke the spirit of fear to get out of the church. You are not alone. You are anointed. You plus Jesus plus the Holy Spirit plus the Father. You are a very dangerous team. You can change the world. When you move into somebody's house to tell them about Jesus, 
It is the whole trinity and you moved in that house. The devil will move out. When George moves in, the devil move out. When George lay hands on you, the devil move out. Because the devil cannot stand the presence, not of George, but this team. So when God sent Peter, all the Jews are saying, you are not going to go to the Gentiles. Peter had a vision. Visionary, go where nobody wants to go. Because they are anointed, they hear the voice of God, they have a sound mind. Their ears are spiritual ears. Their eyes are spiritual eyes. Their mind are sound minds. When they move, they take the same step to go take territories. The church is not the building. The church is you. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He's not talking about the building. He's talking about you individually. You are his dangerous church. So from today, when you lay hands on somebody, remember you are not alone. It's four in the team. And the healing will be taking place. Whether the devil wants or not, say amen. amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. So are you ready to change the world? Yes. Say, I am anointed. Say, I am dangerous. Say, this is my season. I am going to change the world. So here, Peter come out of the prayer room visionary. He had a voice. All these people who have been eating downstairs, they see out there and they see the Gentiles say, Gentiles, stay away from our house. Without a vision, you miss to see or to be part of the miracle. God wants to show miracles through you. Say amen. amen. God wants to heal people through you. God wants to change villages through you. There are things, when God called Abraham, he said, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. And the people will be blessed through you. When Jesus calls us, he say, come follow me. I will make so whenever you walk with Jesus, he wants to make you into a blessing, into a healer, a transformer, a world changer, yeah. uprooting the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Don't allow the devil. How can the devil enter George's house? When George is full of the Holy, full of Jesus, full of the Father. He just stands up and says, devil, and the devil says, that's George's house, that's George." I will not touch George's daughter. I will not touch George's grandchildren. Because we are very dangerous. So the Bible said, Peter called them and said, come in. I am the one you are looking for. These circumcised Jews, prayerless, no vision. They don't hear from God. They say, don't bring them in here. They are Gentiles. Peter said, God has already talked to me. Come in. You see, when you are anointed, when you are visionary, you follow, you walk in steps with the Holy. You don't miss your window of opportunity to be part of what God is doing. So Bible says in the following day, Peter get up and say, let's go. 
He's going where? To Conorius' house. And the Jews already, if there was this season, they would have already been sent email and Twitter and WhatsApp to, to Jerusalem. Peter has made the Gentiles sleep in our house. They even ate food on our plates. When you don't hear the Lord's voice, you miss opportunity to be part of what God is doing. So they walk. Peter goes with these Gentiles to Conorius' house, a Gentile. And they are circumcised the Jew, full of the Holy Spirit. But they are ignorant. They don't hear the voice of God. The only thing they do is, let's see what Peter is doing. We are going to report him to James, the senior pastor in Jerusalem. So Peter goes, Conorius welcomed him. Conorius, a lost man, lost wife, lost children, relative, he gathered all his family. He called all his neighbors. He called all his friends. People are desperate waiting for you. Hallelujah. They're not waiting for anybody else. They're waiting for you. Because God moves through you. So Peter entered this generous gentle house and he said, Now I know God does not show favoritism, but he welcomes anyone who honor and fear him. And these gentiles, the, the, the circumcised Jews, if, they, if it was today, they would be with their telephone recording. We are going to report to you what you did to Jerusalem. So they are there writing all to report. And Peter, as he's preaching, the Holy show up. Conorius, before even he prayed a sinner's prayer, before Conorius' wife prayed a sinner's prayer, the Bible said, Jesus said, I better show up. Because there is a lot of opposition here. You see, when you take a step, God is Show up. That's why he was telling Peter, don't hesitate. You take a step and I'm moving with you. Because Peter, you are not alone. Jesus is in your box. Holy Spirit is in your box. The Father is in your box. The whole heaven, we are dwelling in you. You just enter Cornelius' house, open your mouth, we'll show up. You want God to show up? Move with God. As he's preaching, the Holy Spirit showed up. All the Gentiles started to to speak in tongues. They got healed, delivered, set free. The chains we've been singing about here, chain breakers. When the Holy Spirit came upon Cornelius and his neighbors, chains of religion, Chains of worshiping other gods. They started There was healing. There was transformation. There was deliverance. There was a new chapter. There was rejoicing because Paul, Peter had the voice of God and obeyed. Hallelujah. There are so many things God wants to do through you. When I was coming on 2016, I think it was 2015, November. God spoke to me, go to West Africa, Ghana. 
And I said, no, where will I get the money? I've never been to West Africa. I'm a Ugandan and serving in Uganda. All our churches are in Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, Tanzania, Congo, Southern Sudan, East Africa. I've never thought I'll go to West Africa. But as I'm flying here, God say, go to Ghana. I arrived, pastor was coming out. Say, Pastor Steve, I have a question. I know all these years we've been working with you in Uganda, but I just feel something in you now. Say something in you? Ghana. Dahole? I stood here, I preached, you gave me money, we went. The first four days, 247 new converts. We baptized in water. They received the Holy Spirit under a mango tree. We started the church under the mango tree. Are you there in the Pastor Joseph under the mango tree? People spoke in tongues under the mango tree. We baptized them. They came for service under the mango tree until you gave us money to buy land. I was walking through the, the village and I said, Joseph, where the bathroom? He said, ah, here it is free range. I said, now, the first thing we buy land, we will build a bathroom. There are people disparate. They worship other gods. But when this church had the voice of God, we built the bathroom. That was a, a big occasion. The evening put a ribbon and a cut, officially opening the bathroom. I have videos and pictures. Hallelujah. There is one river, River Oti. They was cross there. They, they get water there. They drink that water. They shower in there. The cows drink there. They walk through. The cow walks through. And that was the water. You give us money, we do the well. There are so many Conoriuses all over the world waiting for the church. I went, you saw these, these huts. The kids, you saw the kids. Joseph started the school to teach children. They are sitting on the bench in the grass. You build a school because you are hearing the voice of God. One family sponsored Joseph. Pastor wanted me to share with you how did I know Joseph? I'm East Africa, he's West Africa. One man got saved in a prison. God changed his life. He started preaching in prisons when he was let out. He had a ministry of, there is a minister, a ministry reaching prisoners in Accra, Ghana. So he joined that team. And he went to work in prisons there. But when he was there, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Kevin, go north. So he asked his host, do you know anywhere north? So he said, yeah, there is a tribe called the Kokomba tribe. But no one goes there. He said, take me there. They went there. The Kif were come. That was... Joseph's father, he was the chief. The father never sent all his children to school, except the uncle who lived in town, asked the chief, his brother, 
give me Joseph. He took Joseph out of the village, in the city, trained him. Joseph had just graduated in high school when Kevin arrived in that village. Talk about the holy. So Kevin is wondering who to translate because he's an American. And Joseph said, I will. The only man there who speaks English. He translated, and the people seated under the mango trees with the kif. And Kevin said, anyone want to get saved? And the translator said, I do. So Joseph got born again. God can send you to win one soul. So Kevin comes back to Seattle. She meet me and Ron, Papa Ron. I said, I need to talk to you. I went also in the village up north, Kokomba tribe. Nothing. They are only hearts. Very poor. Poverty. The government forgot about them. And I led the Joseph to the Lord. And the Papa Ron, those of you who knew him, he said, Kevin, what's the plan for Joseph? He said, left him there. <laughs> and the Papa Ron said, don't you know Joseph is a key to that tribe? So I told Kevin, can you send me, can you sponsor Kevin? I mean, can you sponsor Joseph? Buy him a ticket to come to Uganda. I'll disciple him in our Jesus Loves You Bible College. Kevin's family sponsored Joseph. They bought him a ticket, sponsored him three years at our Bible College. Joseph graduated in 2015. 2015 November, I'm coming here. God is telling me, go see Joseph. God is speaking to Pastor. Stephen is coming. Don't do all this stuff. I'm doing something new. I'm telling you to hear the Holy Spirit. Walk in the steps with the Holy See, now God wanted this church to change the northern Ghana. That means if you are here, you are part of what God wants to do over there. Say amen. amen. That's why I tell you, don't miss the opportunity to, to do, to be part of what God is doing in the nations. Find out what God wants to do for you or through you. Hallelujah. What God wants is somebody available. Time goes very fast in America. I need to shut up. Hallelujah. But what I want you to know is God wants you to be part of what he is doing. Don't miss your window to be part of what God is doing. If Peter feared there would be no church in the village of Cornelius' village, he would have missed. That's why the Holy Spirit said, don't hesitate. Stop thinking about it. I'll give you another testimony. Miraculously, if you read my books, I have some few copies there. You will hear my testimonies. And by the way, we have orphans there who need sponsorship. I was sponsored by a family to come to Bible College in America. A family. But now we are changing Africa. That family is blessed because it's part of the prophet's reward. 
You give a glass of water to a prophet, you get the reward of a prophet. Hallelujah. So somebody who's a family that sponsored me, they're changing Africa. Yeah. A family that sponsored God, I mean Joseph, is changing northern Ghana. They planted even another church in Togo already. This church has churches in northern Ghana, has church now in Togo because of the holy. So when I graduated, I went home in 89, and I met my wife. We got married. Ron and Shuli said, Steve, let us take both of you to our church in America. And we wed you there. So Ron and Shuli brought me and my wife here. And they wedded us in their church. But Mama Shuli told the people, don't give Stephen and Sissy glasses, plates. Give them money. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so people started giving us wedding gifts money. So they gave us the envelope. We are newly wed. We are young. That excited. The first thought, we are going to build our own house. What should we do? It was, my, it was my wife's first time to come to America. She had walked around in the most. She saw shoes. You know women with shoes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So she was already excited. Go shopping. We are on the honeymoon and the Lord say, don't give me a tithe from that money. Give it all. Take it and start construction of a Seguku worship center. And I said, Lord, I am willing, but you go talk to my wife. <laughs> I don't want to walk the first week of marriage. So I not tell my wife, I said, Jesus, you go talk to her. Me, I'm willing, but me, I got the envelope and I gave it to her. Now you go talk to her what you want. So I'm driving. We are going to preach in the church on Whitby Island. And says, Steve, I just feel inside my spirit that this money, let's take it, give it to the elder, and they start the foundation of the church. And I said, Horabakasatarabasara. So we took our wedding gifts. Those of you who have been to Seguko, our headquarter church, the, nine, the 41 pillars are wedding gifts. The foundation are wedding gifts. And that church has mothered two, 352 churches wow. in Uganda. Churches in, in Burundi, in Rwanda, in Tanzania, they all come from there. Now we're in Ghana because of the voice of the Holy don't miss to be part of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Pastor. Okay, those feed, feed my lambs. You see those, you, when you go out, you will see those children there. Those children are disparate. They lost their parents. Some are from other countries. But one day, Papa Ron... We were in the crusade in Massacre in 1996. There was an orphan girl who was bringing water 
to have grandma there. And the Holy Spirit told Papa Ron, take care of that kid. And Papa Ron told me, he said, the Lord is telling me to take care of this kid, but Pastor Steve, we don't have money. And I said, Papa, let whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to do, do it. And so he kept refusing. That girl ended up in our camp at Ronnie's tent. So there was a bench at Papa Ronnie's tent. She sat there. Papa Ronnie sent Robert, who is now our chairman of the organization, he sent Robert to get a, a bottle of Coca-Cola. So Ronnie gave a bottle of Coca-Cola, put a straw, and he gave it to Knight, that girl. And he entered his tent. When he came out of the tent, he found this girl. There were already seven girls on Papa Ronnie's bench. And this girl was going around allowing her friends. Oh, wow. Wow. They have never tasted coke, but night is sharing her coke. And the Holy Spirit said, Papa Ron, if she can share her first coke in life, can't you share the little you have and feed my lambs? So the kids are over there. If, you, if she can share her coke, you can share the little you have and, share and sponsor those a whole year is $660. You can take that picture and put it on your fridge. You fill that form. There is a, and there is a form in there which you will see. It looks like this. So you fill it, your information there. You put the name of your child you are going to adopt or to, to sponsor, and you leave this there, and you take the picture so that you remember and you have a picture of the child you are sponsoring. I think that's that. Amen.